Hello there, Atlanta, and welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. Do you live in a homeowners association or maybe a property owners association? Do you love your homeowners association? Is there a chance that you might hate your homeowners association? Then I will tell you, you want to stay tuned and you want to listen to every word on this segment. We have got a very special guest, Michael Crew with Homeowner Management Services. I'll introduce him in just a minute, but as a reminder, If you want to communicate with us, the easiest way to do it, and remember, we want to answer your questions. We want to answer them live on the air. We want to answer them off the air. We want to do whatever we need to to help you get the information that you need. Just go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions, make comments, push back if you want to. I'm okay if you challenge anything I say on the show. You can share ideas, maybe request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, which you'll hear in the fourth segment of the show. This segment is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan. They are a full-service law firm with 21 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, corporate relocation, and real estate contract review and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880, 770-497-1880. And without further ado, I want to say welcome, Michael Crew. We appreciate you being here. Glad to be with you, Cleve. Michael, you are with Homeowner Management Services, and, and full disclosure, you and I met when I used to work with a very large umbrella HOA organization, and you were you and your company were nice enough to sponsor us and provide some training for us to help train some of our boards of directors. So I basically know you coming in the front door. I don't think you've ever managed an HOA that I lived in, but there's a couple of things that we want to talk about this year. Um, people are just using Zoom meetings, and they're using Zoom or, or some type of online meeting all over the place. And I wondered if you could talk about how HOAs are using virtual meetings and I mean, are they legal? Can they do them? Let's talk about that just a little bit. Sure. Sure. Actually, Zoom has taken over our lives. I'm sure it's taken over yours. That's right. Certainly has mine. That's right. It's taken over the homeowner and condominium association marketplace also. Okay. Uh, For legal reasons, obviously, because of the governor's orders about social distancing and gatherings or more people. Uh, But beyond that, we found that it's just really, really convenient. So what do you think it's something that will stay in place even after the pandemic is over? Interestingly enough, I believe it will. I'm hopeful it will for several reasons. Uh, uh, When we tried to use video before, the, uh, the technology was not well dispersed in the marketplace. And there's a reluctance not to meet in person. I mean, there's clearly advantages to being face-to-face. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, Zoom meetings are much, and I use I use the term Zoom as a generic, like yep. Kleenex. It's not yep. the only platform, but uh, they're much more convenient. They save a lot of time in terms of travel. Uh, they're much more flexible. If you're a board member, you can have a board meeting during your lunch hour now while you're in your office. Well, and, and I guess- You can't uh, do that. And, you know, I was thinking that- you know, a lot of the stuff that the board is doing is just sort of routine stuff, meaning, you know, you got to approve this or do this. It's the same thing that the boards are doing over and over. So you, maybe you need to have a meeting face-to-face with somebody about something, but it seems to me like you wouldn't even miss anything. For those who have just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, host of the show, and I've got a very special guest, Michael Crew who is the president of Homeowner Management Services. Real quickly, for anybody who's out there, Michael, who might want to 
<clears throat> reach out to you and ask another question or something like that, let's give them a phone number and maybe a website where they can reach you. Oh, absolutely. Be glad to do that. So uh, our office phone number is 770-667-0595. Okay. Uh, and you can contact our office and get directed to probably me. I would be the one answering your questions. Okay. So uh, if you're listening and you want to talk to Michael, just say he said I could talk directly to him and they will find him for you. <laughs> they will find you. They will send you to my voicemail. Uh, my voicemails get emailed to me. I'll be getting back to you. Perfect. Uh, you can go to our website, which is www.hms-inc.net. And there's a contact us there, put a message in there, gets distributed back to our customer support group. And of course, if you tag my name on it, it'll wind up in my inbox. Perfect. Let me circle back, ask you one more question about the virtual annual meetings. Do, does an HOA have to pass uh, and change bylaws or something in order to be able to do annual meetings virtually or, or even their board meetings? Well, their board meetings, they're in pretty good shape okay. because the state law allows boards to meet as long as board members can freely discuss with each other. And okay. the law is really written for telephones, but Zoom just adds the visual component. Perfect. Annual meetings are a little trickier. Uh, they do have to look to their bylaws to see if they have the ability to uh, to meet, to make decisions outside of a meeting through consents or paper ballots. Uh -huh. uh, most every community has the ability to do that. And so what we're, what we're doing and what we see many other homeowners associations and condominiums doing is they're setting up their annual meeting to meet with their members through Zoom, yep. uh, in a, typically a webinar format. Right. Uh, so you can see the board members and the audience is just listening. Uh, they get questions and things like that through the chat functions or the Q&A yep. function in that video yep. platform. Uh, and then they're conducting their annual board elections by paper ballot. Oh, they and are they're doing so that before the meeting and they're announcing the result at the meeting. OK. Or they're doing it after the meeting, after the potential board members get to speak to the membership. So is it not possible to use electronic voting that might be included in, in one of the webinar services for people to vote? The, the, uh, there, there is not a good tool in the okay. webinar services in GoToMeeting or in Zoom. So they do not have good voting tools. Okay. And if you go to a platform that does have good voting tools, that's the kind that a major corporation would use. Yeah. And they are hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. to Pricey, pricey, pricey. Makes sense. Well, listen, we, if you've just joined us, we're talking to Michael Crew of Homeowner Management Services. You're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis. Delighted to have Michael Crew with us today. So this time of year, homeowners associations, uh, Michael, start putting out their annual budgets uh, for next year and uh, one of the items that shows up in the budget is all the reserve, the money the HOAs have in reserve. So you've got these HOAs that are sometimes not providing services that members think they should provide, and they've got $200,000 in reserves. <laughs> what is your best advice for number one for HOA residents or members who have that concern, how to respectfully voice it to get an answer? And then number two, and I have to, I'm sorry, but when I was dealing with H homeowners associations a lot, I found 
people who sometimes forgot they were dealing with neighbors. So it was almost like they thought they were dealing with employees if they're on the board. And so I'm hoping the advice you give them is, hey, be friendly and be cooperative and explain things to people. So anyway, what what advice would you give for the homeowner as part of the HOA and the HOA board member when your reserves are high and people are questioning them? Yeah, well, and I also have advice for for prospective purchasers about that same issue, reserves. Perfect. Perfect. Because every association should have some amount of reserves right and the purpose of those reserves it's important to understand the purpose okay. the purpose of those reserves is to pay for future maintenance and repairs big okay. ticket items like a roof on the clubhouse or right. resurfacing the tennis courts or swimming pools or, or parking lot some communities yeah. parking lots or in yeah. some communities even streets could be included yep. in there if it's gated lakes. right if it's gated we, we've paid as much as $400,000 to have a lake worked on. Wow. Uh, uh, and I don't think we have time in this segment to talk about a horror story, but no. there's some horror stories out there too about not having reserves yeah. and having to come up with the money. <clears throat> yeah, so, having to give everybody so, a special assessment. So every buyer ought to understand that that money is out there to pay for future repairs. Okay. And and obviously those, some of those numbers can be really big numbers. I mean, and Even a simple point. swimming pool resurfacing job is $25,000. Yep. How does an HOA know what they need to put in reserves? I think people, there are companies out there that do reserve studies, there but are. I don't really know anything about it. How does that work? And, and that's exactly what they should do. There's a, 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 a document that can be produced. It's called a reserve study. Okay. And the purpose of that reserve study is to itemize all of the future repair items that are going to probably occur how much they're going to cost at the time that they're going to occur. So if we're looking at the roof on the clubhouse now, and it's a recently built clubhouse, we're going to say the roof is 15 years out. And then we're going to project the cost out 15 years to see how much money we're going to need and develop a schedule for putting away one fifteenth of that amount every year until the time comes to pay for it. That's why you wind up with these particularly these big amounts particularly communities that have big lakes or street street responsibilities, you know, paving a street can be uh, two, $300,000. That can be huge. So if, if you're a homeowner and you're looking at all that money piled up, it looks yeah. really attractive, yeah. but that's going to make a payment 15 years from now. And that's what it's for. So would it make sense for an HOA member who has a problem with the amount of reserves uh, to ask for a copy of the reserve study? And just so you know, we've only got about a minute and a half left in the segment. And if you don't mind, we need to get to some tips, not today on what buyers need to be asking before they buy a home in an HOA. Would you come back next week? Cause we're going to run out of time and I want to spend we'll do the whole segment. The housing market is really hot right now. And we get a lot of questions about, what about this or what about that? I'd like exactly. to, be able to explain those things to buyers. So would it be appropriate, and we're circling back to the reserves, would it be appropriate for the HOA, for the uh, homeowner to member to ask for a copy of a reserve study that shows why? I mean, what would they do? Yeah, absolutely, they should. The uh, uh, Existing homeowners should ask for them. And if I was a purchaser, I would ask for them. I would want to know that there's enough money and that that reserve study has been prepared by a qualified engineering firm that knows how to look at those items and make appropriate estimates. 
Love it. That is such, such, such good advice. I know if you're listening, you either probably love HOAs or you hate HOAs, and it's probably based on the experience you had while living in one. It's not unusual for us to get buyers come to the table and say, hey, look, I'll buy any house anywhere as long as it's not part of an HOA. And I always feel badly because I know what happened is they had some bad experiences. And it's interesting because the board members are trying to make sure that they keep value stable and lifestyle stable in the neighborhood. And sorry, I'm just kind of paraphrasing here. That's Cleve Gaddis speak and then the homeowners feel just totally put upon we're going to take a quick break when we come back we've got governor's preserve uh, in canton featured in our neighborhood spotlight series we're going to answer more listener questions so don't go away because i promise you we'll be back 